0: We begin by praising Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, seeking His divine aid, seeking His assistance. We say, "By Allah Azza wa Jalla, can misguide. We say, 'By Allah Azza wa Jalla, misguides one can guide.' I believe that right Satan is trying to be worshipped. Except Allah Azza wa Jalla alone, without any partner. And I testify that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam, is His final prophet and messenger. As for proceeds Inshallah, InshaAllah we continue our discussion regarding the noble companions of the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi And as a spin-off from our discussion last night, tonight InshaAllah we will look at misconceptions with regards to the companions And some of the doubts which the people of innovation have brought up with regards to the adala, the credibility of the companions of Rasulullah and we mentioned That our aqidah, our belief As Ahlu Sunnati Wal Jama'a, With regards to the companions Is that kulluhum udul. That each and every single one of the companions Of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi They are upright and they are credible And this is the basic belief Of Ahlu Sunnati Wal Jama'a. And there are many evidences for this From amongst the evidences we mentioned And some we have not mentioned the verse where Allah Azawajal mentions. A verse which is often quoted. That you are the best of nations taken out for the guidance of mankind. You enjoy all that which is good and you fulfill all that which is evil so when people quote this verse, they use this for the generality of the Ummah of the Prophet Sallallahu But this verse is revealed with regards to the Sahaba That they are the best of nations And this khayriya this goodness, which they are established upon It means they are credible and they are upright So when it comes to the concept of Adalah The concept of credibility what does it mean? We defined it last night. We said firstly, التقوى, that there are those who have the intrinsic quality of taqwa, meaning they establish all of the obligations, they abstain from the prohibitions, and they are free from kufr, fisk, and bid'ah. That a companion cannot be a companion if he apostated. This will not be a companion. A companion cannot be a companion if they are known to be those who indulge in sin often major sins. And a companion cannot be a companion if they fell into innovations. And this is the first definition. The second definition is we said that they must have the quality of muru'ah. And what is 'ah? muru'ah? Muru'ah means chivalry. That any characteristic which Islam praises, the companions adorn themselves with this characteristic Meaning in terms of adab and akhlaq And all characteristics which is frowned upon and detested Then they were distanced from this And this is our belief with regard to these sahaba That all of them are adol Each and every single one of them They are credible, they are upright and this point the credibility of the companions there is ijma on this matter and what does ijma mean consensus and consensus can either refer to the ijma of the sahaba or the ijma of a group of scholars at a particular time on a particular matter so for example to pray five times a day Is a matter wherein is established upon Ijma. Fasting the month of Ramadan is a matter wherein Ijma has taken effect. That meaning that no Muslim can deny the fact that the five daily prayers is an obligation. No Muslim can deny the fact that fasting the month of Ramadan is an obligation. So there is Ijma on these matters. Likewise there is Ijma upon the adala of the Sahaba, the credibility of the companions. amongst the scholars who transmitted this ijmah is Ibn Salah, and he said, that the companions, they have a special trait, la yus'al an ahadin that none of them is questioned with regards to their credibility. بَلْ ذَلِكَ أَمْرٌ مِنْهُ لِكَوْنِهِمْ عَلَى الْإِطْلَاقِ مُعَدَّلِينَ الْكِتَابَ And he says this matter, it is based upon the text of the Qur'an and the Sunnah and Ijma' as well. Likewise, a scholar who many of the Sufis use, Imam Al-Ghazali, he also transmitted Ijma' on this matter. He said, وَالَّذِي عَلَيْهِ سَلَفُ الْأُمَّةِ That which the early scholars of this ummah was upon. وَجَمَاهِيرُ الْخَلْقِ And all of the scholars thereafter after them. أَنَّ عَدَالَتَهُمْ مَعْلُومَةٌ بِتَعْدِيلِ اللَّهِ عَزَّوَجَلْ إِيَّاهُمْ وَثَنَائِهِ عَلَيْهِمْ فِي كِتَابِهِ He says that their adala, it is well known and established by Allah Azza wa declaring them to be but Allah declaring him to be credible and upright. And he prays for them. And so this issue is an issue which is based upon Ijma. And now the question comes up, and that question is: who are the individuals who wish to take away the credibility of the sahaba? And what is the intention? Behind this what is the motive for poking holes in the credibility of the Sahaba firstly they make a claim that the fact that they are yani credible it means that they must be infallible type the fact that Allah asjal has declared them to be upright and credible it means they must also be infallible. And does this necessitate the fact that they must be infallible? The fact that we consider them to be upright, based upon the characteristics that we mentioned, does this also mean they must be masum? What do you say, Ibrahim? No. Why? No, they are bashar. And they are the best of people But they are human beings And the prophet also said in the authentic hadith Father Musa Imam Ahmad Kullu ibni Adam Khatta'un Each and every single son of Adam Makes mistakes And commits sins So they are men In the sense that they make errors And they commit sin They get matters right And they Oh, at times. However, the errors which occurred from them, when you take in consideration all of their righteous deeds and their efforts, it is small in the sight of their, their good deeds. So, Imam Malik ta'ala, he says, The people who poke holes in the credibility of the Sahaba, their aim is to actually attack the Prophets also. فَلَمْ يُمْكِنُمْ ذَلِكَ But they had no path to achieve this. فَقَدَحُوا فِي حَتَّى يُقَالُ And so they attacked the credibility of the companions up until they said, رَجُلُ سُوءٍ That some of the companions were evil men. And so it is possible for us to divide those who have attacked the credibility of the Sahaba into two groups. So there's two groups Who wish to attack the cred- credibility of the Sahaba The first are those Who attack them because of a shubha A doubt Which Evil scholars raise with regards to the credibility of the companions So some people say Why must we follow The methodology of the companions They were basher like us And they say hum rijalun Wa nahnu rijal. They say, they were men and we were men. And all men make mistakes and get things right. So what makes it binding upon us to follow them? Since they are not free from error, And this is usually due to a shubha. And we'll look at some of these doubts. And these doubts, people derive these doubts from the Quran and from the Sunnah. But just because someone quotes a verse... Or quotes a hadith It doesn't mean the way he uses the evidence Is correct And his wajul istidlal, The way he derives the evidence Is correct And this is the first group The second group Are those who attack the companions And the credibility For no other reason Besides the fact That they transmitted the deen of Allah Subh'ana wa ta'ala To us And for the fact that they Transmitted the Quran and the Sunnah And as we mentioned last night If you take away the generation of the Sahaba How was the Deen then preserved? How was the Deen passed from generation to generation? Who carried the Deen after the Prophet Sallallahu The Sahaba And they passed it over to the Tabi'in, And the Tabi'in passed it on to the Atba'u Tabi'in, Up until the Ulama of Hadith compiled يعني, in the books of hadith, in book form. So if you take away the tabaka of the sahaba, then there is no preservation of the religion. And if you attack the credibility, you are attacking the credibility with regard to that which they transmitted. أَنَّهُمْ زَادُوا فِيهِ أَوْ نَقَصُوا So, if we don't have trust in the fact that they conveyed the Quran and the Sunnah to us and that they were not credible, it means also that the possibility could have existed that they added things to the religion or they took away. If we don't accept that the Sahaba were عُدُول Credible it means that the possibility exists That they could have added things to the religion Which the Prophet Sallallahu Did not impart Or they could have taken away things And he says that this is a grave evil Because at the end of this argument They want to put gold into the of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the magical. Qala Abu Zura'at al-Razi rahim ta'ala a scholar from amongst the tabi'in or the tabi'in he summarizes this argument. And he says <laughs> He says that if you see a person attack the credibility of the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi they know that this man is a heretic he's an innovator and this is the example of all stray groups because all stray groups they have no precedence from their companions you don't find a single sect that arose in Islam that they attach themselves to any of the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu and so he says, if you see a man attack the credibility of the companion of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then know that he is an heretic. أَنَّ إِنَّ and this is due to the reason that the Qur'an with us as Sunnah, it is Haqq, it is the truth. And we believe that this is the uncre- uncreated word of Allah جل, Preserved. And the Sunnah with us, it is also the truth. And those who transmitted to us the Quran and the Sunnah, it was the companions of the Prophet And he says that those... do this, they only wish to attack those who brought the Quran and Sunnah to us so that they can cancel out and nullify the Quran and the Sunnah and so he says, it is foremost that they are deemed to be unreliable so there are many groups who attack the credibility of the Sahaba, there are many groups who attack the credibility of the Sahaba Last night, we mentioned some of them. Anybody knowing any of these groups? The Shia, which we know as the Rafidah, the rejectionists. The Shia. Secondly, the Khawarij. The Khawarij also attack the credibility of the Sahaba. And in fact, they declare themselves Bari. They declare themselves free from Sayyidina Ali. Likewise, the Nasibiyya. The third group it is, the Nawasib. And the Nawasib, they make para. What does this mean? They disavow themselves from the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet And finally, the Mu'tazila. And what are the Mu'tazila? The rationalists, those who place the Aql before the knuckle. So what, do, what is their methodology based upon? If any text which comes in the Quran and the Sunnah Does not make a rational sense to them, what do they do? They reject it Taib. So these are the four main groups Who attack the credibility of the Sahaba And the first Yani, argument they use is The fact that some of the companions of the Prophet They fell into sin So the fact that they fell into sin Means they cannot be infallible But they say they can't be credible But we said that credibility does not necessitate infallibility The fact that they are credible it doesn't mean that they must be infallible The second argument they use is when billah, They say that from a multi-sahaba Are those whom are deemed to be munafiqs, Those who are deemed to be hypocrites Qur'an wa Sunnah, Mentioned in explicit text of the Quran and the Sunnah billah. Thirdly, those who say That a necessary requirement of adala, of being credible is that all of them must be on one level. Type. A necessary requirement of them being deemed to be Yani Udul and Adil, credible and upright, means they must all be on one level. And so they say the fact that all of the companions were not of the same rank and level and this is negated, so they also they negate the fact that they are credible and the fourth argument they use is that there is not a proof which proves the credibility of the companions in the Qur'an or the Sunnah and so the response to the argument the first argument is as follows the fact that they say Some of the companions committed sin Our response to this is Is that we mentioned The fact that some of them fell into sin It does not harm the credibility Because we say They are credible But not infallible So the one does not necessitate the other Secondly The fact that they claim from the Companions of the Prophet Are those who are Munafiqun And they even make istidlal, they even use proof from the Qur'an to establish the claim of the billah. However, if we go to the definition of a Sahabi, then this issue is resolved very, very easily. If we understand the definition of a Sahabi, then this issue is resolved very, very easily. So who knows the definition of a Sahabi Anyone The first definition that comes to mind Would be somebody who accompanied the Prophet But is this sufficient For this person then to be Deemed a companion Because there were Jews and Nasara Who lived in Mecca and Medina Who was in the company of the Prophet They saw him are they considered to be companions? No. So, the definition that the scholars have given us with regard to the companions is as follows Man لَقِيَ nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa huwa mu'minun wa ذَلِكُ Whoever met the Prophet sallallahu as a believer? Wa huwa mu'minun. He's a believer wa mata ala and he died upon Iman. So, a Munafiq from the very Asl, even if he met the Prophet wa sallam, like Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul, Ra'sul Munafiqeen, the head of the Munafiqeen, he met the Prophet wa sallam, but from the very Asl, he did not have Iman, nor did he die upon Iman. So, is he considered to be a Sahabi? And the answer is no. So from this definition, we understand that this claim that they make that from amongst the Sahaba were those who are hypocrites, then by the very definition of a Sahabi, they will not fit the profile. They will not fit the profile of the Sahaba. As for the statement that they say, يَلْزَمُ مِنَ adalati ay تَسَاوُوا The fact that they have this attribute of being credible, they must all be equal, in status, then our answer to this is that this is incorrect because the one does not necessitate the other. So we say that they are all Udul, they are all credible and some companions are higher in merit than others and some companions have higher status than others. And so what is our belief with regard to the companions? Who is the best of companions? Abu Bakr. Thumma, thumma. Umar. Thumma. Uthman. then Ali. Ali, as we mentioned. So our belief with regards to the companions and their virtue is as we believe in the, the sequence in Khilafah. Tape thereafter, who comes? Baqiyatul Ashra. The ten companions were given the glad tidings of Jannah. They then follow in merit. Thereafter, Ahlu Badrin, the people who participated in the Battle of Badr, and thereafter, the companions who took Bayah from the Prophet ﷺ, during Bayatu to Ridwan, which took place in the seventh year of Hijrah, when the Prophet ﷺ wa was tira- turned away uh, from performing Umrah, the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, and so on. And so, what we need to clarify here is that the companions are not of an equal level. But the fact that they are not of an equal level doesn't mean that they are not credible. And the proof of this is, Allah Azza wa says in Surah al hadid verse 10. And Allah says, what is the matter with you? Why will you not spend in the way of Allah Azzawajal When to Allah Azzawajal belongs The inheritance of the heavens and the earth And Allah says Those who spent Before Makkah was conquered And fought in the way of Allah Wajal, They are not equal So meaning the Muslims who took Shahada and took pledge with the Prophet ﷺ before the conquest of Makkah they were better than those who came later. And Allah Azawajal says, <laughs> And they have a greater rank with Allah Azza than those who spent after and fought in the way of Allah Azawajal. But Allah then says وَعَدَ اللَّهُ But to both groups Allah Azza wa Has promised Husna And this is Jannah وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ And Allah Azza wa Is well aware of all What you do So Adala does not necessitate That they are all of the same level But the fact that they of differing levels, it doesn't <coughs> mean that they are not credible. Another argument that we can use for this is is the fact that all Anbiya and Rusul is loved by Allah subhanahu wa taala, and they are the best of creation. But are all prophets of similar rank? And the answer is no, because Allah really says, "Tilka ba'dhum ala ba Allah says, these are messengers We have have preferred some over the others So this is true with regards to the messengers Then what about with regards to the companions? So the fact that Allah azawajal preferred certain prophets over others Does this mean that the prophets were not infallible? No. All of the prophets are infallible But the fact that some are better than others in the sight of Allah azawajal it doesn't mean that some of them are not infallible. So this is our answer to their claim that the necessary requirement of credibility is that they must all be on one level. As for the claim that there is no proof which proves the credibility of the companions, they we have mentioned many, many proofs. Who can mention to us some of the proofs? One proof say, open door. And so on and so forth So there are many proofs to prove The credibility And this is the view of Ahl Sunnati And so we say there are many doubts Which people bring And this doubt which they bring They bring it from the Quran and the Sunnah. But we need to understand these verses and these ahadith in the correct light. And so the first of these shubhahs which they bring, this doubt which they bring, it is the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with regard to the Haud. What is the Haud? The Haud is the drinking pond of the Prophet. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Its vessels is as numerous as the stars in the sky. And the color of this drink, it is whiter than muk. And the fragrance of it is more pleasant than musk. And so the Prophet also will be given this as a virtue on the day of Al-Qiyamah. And so they say that the Prophet also said, <coughs> أُخْتُ أَصْحَابِي لَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْدَثُ بَعْدَكَ So the Prophet says That people will be presented to me At my hold And the Prophet described these people as ashabi, As my companions And the Prophet says That I will recognize them But they will be dragged away from me And the Prophet will then say ashabi. He will say, my companions, And it will be said to the prophets also, that you don't know what they introduced after you. And this narration is found in Bukhari. And there's many, many variations of this narration. So how do we rebuttal this doubt? Because here they're claiming that there will be companions, ashab. Will be taken away from the the pond. Type. So, firstly, the intent of the word here, ashab, some scholars mention it refers to the munafikun. Type. Ashab here it refers to the munafikun. How so? Allah says, إِذْ جَاءَكَ قَالُوا إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ allah says when they comes to you hypocrites call you they witness and they bear witness with their tongues that indeed you are the messenger of allah and allah says and allah azza wa Jalla indeed knows that you are his messenger and Allah Azza wa testifies that the munafiqun are the true liars. Taib? So a question comes up here, and that is, did the Prophet Sallallahu know the names of all of the munafikun? Making Tawakuf saying... Allahu And the truth is that the Prophet did not know All of the Munafikun But he was given some of their names And what proves this is Is this hadith That Ashab here it refers to The Munafikun That some scholars have taken this opinion So And these people were taken away from the Haud they are the munafikun which the Prophet Sallallahu was unaware of. Taib. Kama qala Jalla as Allah says wa mimman hawlakum minal Allah says and some of the nomads around you meaning around the believers are hypocrites. wa min ahli and the people of Medina. They have mastered hypocrisy You do not know them Allah says we know them And Allah says we will punish them twice In the life of this world and in the year after So the interpretation of this hadith That the people use as a shubha against the companions of the Prophet That his ashab will be taken away It refers to the munafiqun it refers to the munafiqun. The second watch to this hadith is That what is meant by the ashab in this hadith And the malaika will, 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 will mention to the Prophet That you don't know what they invented after you It refers to the ahlu Okay, Those who apostated after the demise of the Prophet wasallam. And we know that after the demise of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, he waged war against the tribes who refused to dispense the zakat. And they said that zakat, it was only the right of the Prophet Sallallahu But after his death, yani this is something which is not obligatory anymore. So what did Abu Bakr do? He waged war against them And this is known as the apostate wars He fought them as apostates for the withholding of the zakat So this is another interpretation of the hadith That it doesn't refer to the sahaba But it refers to the people who apostated After the demise of the Prophet By refusing to give and dispense zakat The third watch of this hadith is they say that the meaning of a sahabi here, it is the general meaning. And this means, <laughs> Any person who accompanied the Prophet but did not follow him. And the meaning is not to be understood here, as we have defined the sahaba. And how have we, we define the sahaba? Credible. Credible, yes, but what's the definition of a sahabi? Not necessarily so, because they were companions who were blind. But we said Um, any person who met the Prophet and as a believer and died upon that. So by way of this, any person who accompanied the Prophet and lived in his time, in the general sense they are considered to be the people who lived in his time, and people who knew him, but they do not enter into the definition of a Sahabi, of a Sahabi. And so the Prophet in this hadith he refers to them as the sahaba in the linguistic sense, but not in the technical sense, not in the technical sense. Ta'ib. So another argument we can use against those who use this hadith. And who do you think is the group out of the groups you mentioned who use this as a doubt with regards to the credibility of the sahaba? We mentioned four groups, we said the Shia, the Shia. The Shia. The Shia. we said the Khawarij, the Nawasib and, and the, the Mu'tazila. Who uses this hadith as a proof? Shia. Out of these four groups? Shia. The Shia uses Type The Shia uses as a proof to prove the fact that the companions apostated after the demise of the Prophet so we then say if all of the companions of the Prophet also apostated after his demise who was amongst his companions who you venerate? The Ahlul Bayt, and at the head of them Sayyidina Ali ta'ala anhu So what then makes the exception for Sayyidina Ali? If you use that argument that this hadith proves that they all apostated Type. What then prevents Sayyidina Ali from also Entering into this And of course we believe that Sayyidina Ali Is the best of the best And he's fourth in sequence Of merit from a monthly Sahaba So what then takes him out of this Shubha that you bring And this is one of the first doubts they bring Another doubt they bring is Is that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala did not praise All of the companions And this shows us that learning the Arabic language, it is part of the religion. In fact, Ibn Taymiyyah says that learning the Arabic language, it is fardun and it is wajib. It is an obligation and it is something which is necessary. He says why? He says because the deen cannot be understood except by the Arabic language. And so that which is a means to an obligation also becomes an obligation that if you truly want to understand your religion as it was revealed to the final prophet Muhammad you must study Arabic and if you want to be a serious student of knowledge you must study Arabic and why do we give this encouragement because people hear these types of doubts and when they hear this they are shaken and they have no way to count it and so they will refer to someone knowledgeable and he'll put it in the correct context for them but this shows us the importance of the Arabic language. So, in a lengthy verse, in Surah al verse 29, Allah Azza wa gives a description of the companions of the Prophet and this description it is praise upon praise. There is no form of dispraise in this verse. Allah says, "Muhammadur Rasulullah." Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ رُحَمَاءٌ and those who are alongside him, they are severe upon the disbelievers. رُحَمَا أُبَيْنَهُمْ And they are compassionate amongst themselves. تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّ أَنْ سُجَّدًا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرِدْوَانًا You see them prostrating and doing sujood. يَبْتَغُونَ min Allahi wa وَرِدْوَانًا the marks of brightness appear on their faces because of the traces of sujood. Allah says, This is the parable as is mentioned in the Torah. And this is the clear distinction of the companions. Why? Because Allah mentioned the qualities in the, the Torah. And Allah says فِي And the likeness of them and the parable of them In the gospel, in the Injil Is in. أَخْرَجَ شَطَاهُ فَآذَرَهُ فَاسْتَغْلَظَ فَاسْتَوَىٰ عَلَى سُوكِ Allah says And the parable in the gospel Is like a seed That sprouts forth And its branches Make it steady فَاسْتَوَىٰ عَلَى سُوكِ بِهِمُ الْكُفَّارِ Allah says, and when this happens, it causes the one who planted the seed to be amazed. Like how this plant sprouts forth, and Allah says, Allah Azza wa Jal does this to make the kuffar angry. And Allah says, And Allah says, Allah has promised... Those who believe and do righteous deeds minhum, from amongst them, a forgiveness and a great reward. So this ayah, each and every single aspect of this verse, it praises the companions. طيب. And the point which comes up as a doubt in this verse is the word where Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, وَأَدَ اللَّهُ amanu آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ مِنهم. That Allah has promised those from amongst Him, the companions who believe and do righteous actions, a forgiveness and a great reward. So, the point of contention here is the word minhum. And this means from them. So, meaning from amongst them, Allah has promised a great reward. And this is how the parent verse is read But not understood And so they make the claim that this min over here Is what the scholars of language, the linguists Refer to as min at-tabi'idiyya Min which shows Yani A portion of so if I have food And I say The Arabic phrase Akaltu min at I ate From the food So I didn't eat all of the food But I ate from it Some of it Mean, And this shows like portionality So they say that this verse here It is used to show that only a portion Of the companions Allah Azza wa promised this great reward So how do we as ahli sunnati wal jama'ah Understand this Because those have made this claim They claim that majority of the Tafsir scholars have said that Min in this verse It comes with this meaning Meaning to show a portion of But this is incorrect Because Min Carries many many different meanings In the book of Allah And in the Arabic language The first type of Min Is A Min Which shows the like of And type So the likeness of And the type And the proof of this is Allah Azza wa in Surah Al-Hajj verse 30, Allah says fajtani bu reach from the uthani kaul So not here you know, the word is used mean. Allah says refrain and abstain from worshipping the filth min al of idols wajtani kaul and abstain from false speech. So the min here in this verse is it used in the context of abstain from worshipping some idols or what is the meaning of Minya? The meaning of Minya comes with the meaning of Min jinsi The likes of these are idols and this exact type of idols So anything which is an idol is avoided and the word here which is used is is Min And Allah Azza wa Jalla did not intend by this verse saying Abstain from some of the idols, but rather it means the like and type of these idols, meaning all idols. This is the first type of mean. Another Min which comes in the Quran, it is Min Mu'akkada. It is the Min which is used for emphasis. And this will make the meaning of the verse clear. Allah says in his book Allah says we have revealed من mean from this Qur'an that which is a shifa a cure and a mercy for the believers so the meaning in this verse how do we understand it? Does Allah mean by this verse? We have revealed part of this Qur'an wherein there is a shifa and a mercy for the believers. Do we only believe that part of the Qur'an is a shifa? Or is the entire Qur'an a shifa? Is part of the Qur'an a shifa? Or is the entire Qur'an a shifa? We believe that the entire Qur'an is a shifa. If you recite the book of Allah And you intend by way of it It will be a shifa for that And yes there are some verses Which is proven to be more effective With regards to ruqya And shifa than others But the meaning of minya is Min mu'akkada The min of emphasis And so Allah is saying That we have revealed Certainly this Quran And min comes with the meaning here of Emphasis. It's emphasizing that the Qur'an is a shifa. And so in the verse where Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned, يعني, It comes with the first meaning. Allah says that we are prepared for those who believe and do righteous deeds, meaning the likes of them. And those who are like them, a great reward so meaning this verse it doesn't refer to a group of them but it refers to it refers to all of them it refers to all of them and there are many many other shubha which the people use and this talk is not the scope to have this entire discussion but what is important for us to understand is the fact that people use proof as we can see they use proof from the Quran And they use proof From the Sunnah Of the Prophet To prove Their deviation But the way They use the proof Even though the proof Is authentic It is not used In its Correct light okay. And so there are Many many Shubuat doubts like this Which the people Bring up With regards To the companions And the credibility But as As a Sunnah We believe That all of the companions are reliable and credible, and the fact that they are credible does not necessitate that they are infallible. And the groups which differ with us on this is we said Shia, Khawarij, Nawasib, and the Mu'tazila. So any person who raises doubts like this with regard to the companions of the Prophet, they know that there are people who have deviated. From the methodology of Ahlul Sunnati Wal Jama'ah. And so we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal makes us amongst those who revere the companions as they ought to be revered, who love them as they ought to be loved, but more importantly, that we tread their path in terms of the aqeedah and the ibadah and the suluk, and we follow their methodology as Allah Azza wa Jal commanded us with in his book and in the Sunnah of the Prophet. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Laktafi bihada Subhanakallahumma bihamdika Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta Astaghfiruka